My name is Susie. I have three children, the youngest of whom struggles with anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. I never thought this could happen to me, and I miss the signs. Being a parent is really hard, but I'm here to help. I'm talking to other parents and experts to help you with the struggles that your kids may face. I want you to know that you are not alone and there is hope. I'm not a physician, therapist, or counselor. I'm just a mom. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain in them clouds that keep covering up the sun. On this episode of the Just a Mom podcast, I'm really excited to be joined by Sonia Parker Good, and she is the Director of Outreach and Partnerships for the Grant Halliburton Foundation, which is located in Dallas, Texas. Sonia, thank you so much for being with me today. Of course. Thank you, Susie. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, me too. And we've had our little challenges to get to this point. Yes. But we're excited. We made, it. We're, we made it. I'm going to let the listeners know how I learned about the Grant Halliburton Foundation. I live in the Kansas City area, and but I am a TCU Horned Frog, so I have roots in the Go Metroplex. That's right. Yes. Go Frogs. And a college friend of mine actually reached out and and said, hey, have you heard of this foundation? You might want to check into them. And they're doing some really amazing work in North Texas in the uh, mental health arena and suicide prevention. So I did, and I learned a lot about you guys reading on your website and about your events. And and I just want to share all this information with our listeners. We do have listeners in almost every state in the country. And... I have a feeling that there's going to be some people who hear this episode and want to learn more about what you're doing and might be interested in attending some of your events that are upcoming. Well, I just absolutely love to hear that. It just warms my heart that people are talking about, you know, of course, the foundation, but mental health. Yes. Right. I mean, we're in such a a, a state of crises right now, our kiddos. Um, So it definitely I'm just glad that, you know, your friend reached out to you. Um, to to tell you all about the work that we're doing and how you can get involved and looking forward to meeting you in person and I'm super excited. Me too. Talk a little bit about the background, if you would please, Sonia, of how the Grant Halliburton Foundation came to be. Yeah, I, you know, it's just an amazing, you know, story. The the foundation was established in, I think it was 2006, uh, in memory of a Dallas team um, who battled depression, and that team was uh, Grant Halliburton, um, who the foundation is named after. Uh, like I said, Grant battled depression and bipolar disorder for several years before his suicide death at the age of 19. Um, you know, his his family, and, I, and I'd love to talk about his mom in particular, Vanita Halliburton, um, who is just the you know, the, the foundation, you know, of the foundation. Um, I, I'm, I'm super amazed at how she was able to take something so tragic and turn it into um, just this amazing organization that does such phenomenal work in the community. Um, and we are all geared up to help people recognize and respond to the signs of mental illness. Um, And we do that in a lot of different ways. I'm sure we'll get to that, but mainly through education, um, support, and providing, helping the the community uh, gain access to resources that can help them and their families. It is so amazing to me to 
link arms with and walk alongside those parents who have lost a child to suicide. It never um, doesn't leave a mark on me. Um, it never, I never take for granted that my son asked for help and is still here. And I, I'm so in awe of these parents who have taken their indescribable grief and want to help other parents never have to know what they've gone through. Yeah, absolutely. And the impact that it looks like the, the Grant Halliburton Foundation is having is pretty massive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the, I mean, the foundation has been around for quite some time now. Yes. And really, we haven't even been talking about as a society mental health for as many years as the foundation has existed. Right. So talk a little bit about how the foundation was a leader, really, in starting some of these conversations. Sure, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, you hit it on, you hit the nail on the head. You know, the fact that we are as a society just getting here, you know, just getting to a place. And I think after the pandemic, you know, I think the pandemic is what opened up the opportunity for people to really start having these tough, um, and not just tough, but really non-existent in previous lifetimes and generation converse, generations conversations about mental health, you know. So it was after the pandemic that we were forced to start having these conversations. And I think Grant Halliburton Foundation. Well, I, I know, you know, now now that I've been with the foundation for the last two years, what I know is that you know you you have this foundation who is working to strengthen, you know, this this network of mental health resources um, for children, for teens, for adults. And I think it's, you know, being at the right place, you know, in the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially, it's almost like you 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 know, as a foundation, how important this work is, but it, it isn't until something happens, like the pandemic, that people really understand why you've been doing this work, why, why you've been going at it so hard. Um, so I, I, I'm, all, I'm equally as impressed as you are, you know, with what the foundation has been able to do over the last 15, 16 years uh, in terms of stabilizing um, in our community in such a way that people were learning about mental health, but then also now we have the resources to provide to families in a time where it's so crucial, it's so important. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the different prongs, if you would, you know, different aspects of the foundation. And you've you've spoken a little bit about them, but if you wouldn't mind going into some depth. Yes, absolutely. So the foundation, we provide youth and adult mental health education. And um, I'll tell you, most of that education is, is, you know, kind of focuses on stress, 
anxiety, suicide prevention, um, bullying, anti-bullying prevention. Um, and, and our focus you know, has been on suicide prevention. We are focused on preventing suicide. You know, So we are bringing awareness through education um, to mental health challenges that our, our young people are facing and helping families try to uh, better understand what these mental uh, challenges look like for their kids in hopes of preventing suicide, right? That's why we do the work that we do. Last summer, um, our education team was able to get together and work on uh, developing a new series that we call uh, Building Blocks of Mental Health. And so we're really excited to introduce that this fall. And we are really breaking down the different components of stress, of anxiety, and how they all tie together to depression and how that depression, if left untreated, you know, can lead to things like suicide, ideation, and then, you know, suicide in itself. Um, so we're super excited about that. We also have a, a strategy, it's our education program, it's called Thrive, which is a comprehensive strategy where we go into schools and our whole goal of going into these different schools is to help the school infuse mental health into their entire academic culture, um, you know, I think when when this Thrive strategy was developed, the thought was, hey, we don't teach math in one subject, one class, you know, it's repetitive, it's yes. ongoing. We need to be able to talk about mental health in the same way. And we, we, we use all these different concepts to talk about all of these things that our students are learning. Why don't we do that with mental health? And so our Thrive strategy is all about going into the school and helping that school develop a plan or a strategy of how can they really, I mean, we help the school look at what are they doing currently around mental health? What are some things that they're not doing? Um, and we're looking at that to help them build a really solid mental health program. And so we're super excited about that. Um, and then we have our conference that's coming up, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later. It's our annual When Life Hands You Teenagers conference um, that we're super excited about. It'll be September this year, um, so that that's something. But I also want to you know touch a little bit on our support and our encouragement um, programs. We have a program called Coffee Days, which is a support group for moms. And that you know support group is amazing. And I'll tell you, uh, my stepdaughter struggled with her mental health. She was a, you know a cutter. She you know which is you know self harming. She had major depression. Uh, dealt with all of those things, multiple suicide attempts. And as a family, I I mean it just hit us so hard. I we didn't know what to do, where to turn. And I remember finding, uh, this is long before I even came to work for Grant Halliburton Foundation, but I remember finding Grant Halliburton Foundation and attending one of these coffee day sessions. And I remember walking in there and seeing other moms who understood, number one, what I was going through, what I was feeling. Um, and then other moms who had resources that I had no idea about. It was, a, you know, just an amazing, super um, 
safe space to be. Um, and it made me feel really, really good about moving forward with trying to help my husband find help for his daughter. And so that Coffee Days peer support group is happening uh, twice a month, two or three times a month now. I'm super excited to, you know, welcome moms into that support group. And then we have a dad to dad speaker series. You know, working with dads is a little different than working with moms. And so the plan there was to offer dads a breakfast and really a speaker who has usually been someone who has a male or, or female who has dealt with um, a child with mental health struggles or suicide and just get them talking to dads about how they can be involved in that, you know, in helping be a support system for their kids. And so that's pretty, you know, and we love our support groups and, you know, are always trying to find ways to grow and even now expand our support group to, um, uh, communities of color, you know, so we're really, really uh, looking forward to that in the next coming year. Uh, and then finally, we have our resources and our information, which consists of our Here for Texas program. And that's our mental health uh, resources website, which I'm happy to say is hereforTexas.com. It is now available in Spanish. So we are really excited about that. Last year, we started our um, outreach for Hispanic families and that program has it's just taken off mm -hmm. and we've translated our website we've translated all of our materials our presentation our, our program outreach materials um, again just another opportunity to reach out to communities who have not had access to mental health care for their families um, and in addition to the website where families can go it's just, it's just a big portal of resources and it, it's amazing i mean we go out and meet different um counselors um inpatient outpatient treatment facilities and we want them to be a part of our network so that we can connect families right yep. and so we also have what we call a mental health navigation line and this navigation line is manned by our uh, volunteers amazing group of volunteers who uh, also have usually have had a child or someone struggling with mental health. So they get it, they understand it, right? And when they answer those uh, phone calls, they are so supportive and they just want to help connect those families to uh, resources as well. And so the navigation line is open uh, Monday through Friday from 10 to six. It is not a crisis line, it is a resource uh, line. Um, and so that, that we always you know, kind of promote um, our navigation line and our uh, mental health wellness um, website. So those are the resources in a nutshell. We and and so many more. I mean, we're doing so many things. Right. And and it's amazing to me what you guys are doing because I've had conversations with people about like why is there not some kind of a hub, you know, where you can just go. And I I've yeah I've just had a lot of those types of conversations. Yeah. And a big reason I started the Just a Mom podcast is exactly what you said about we didn't know where to go mm -hmm. and we didn't know who to call when we had a mental health crisis in our family. Yes. And I cannot tell you how many, well, I don't know about thousands, but hundreds of parents mm -hmm. to date have told me that exact same thing. Yes. Which is why I'm talking to you today because mm -hmm. I want to mm -hmm. help get those resources out there so that people feel prepared 
in yeah. addition to having the educational tools to hopefully maybe not have to get to the crisis point, right? Yes. But yes. if and when they do, they they know what to do or they yeah. at least have an inkling of, yeah. of who to call. So thank yeah. you for that because that is really important work that you guys are doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, of course, thank you for, you know, having, you know, the courage, you know, to start something like this podcast to help families, you know, learn and grow and um, just find resources and connect. I mean, because that was, you know, the thing as a parent, even you find yourself struggling really, you know, it's just a really, really tough season and you just, you don't know how to handle it. You don't know what to do. And you feel almost isolated yourself. Yeah, I mean, preach <laughs> yeah. because it's, yeah. this is exactly, again, these two reasons are why the Just a Mom podcast exists. When I was yeah. walking through this with my son, yeah, I felt so alone and mm -hmm. hopeless. And mm -hmm. I want to help parents know that you are not alone and there mm -hmm. is hope. And that yeah. is what you guys are doing in North Texas with the Grant Halliburton Foundation. It absolutely is. That is what we do. And we are very proud of the work that we do and the way that we are providing a hope and encouragement mm -hmm. to families. Last year, we started a uh, young professionals group and we are already over 100 members mm. and Again, that just, it just proved to me that we are on the precipice of something really, um, you know, uh, something like life changing almost for young people to really take it to heart and to take it seriously that mental health is real yep. and it's something that it's okay to talk about. We need to talk about it. We, yes. we need to, you know, stand up and, and, and know that as much as people try to tell us that there's something wrong with you if you are feeling sad or there's something wrong if you want to cry or if you, you know, all of these things that for years you've heard. And now we have young people saying, no, there's nothing wrong with me. No, I, you know, I feel good about going and finding help like, you know, just picking up the phone yeah. and calling the nav line, you know, for, for parents. I know for my parents, that never would have happened. My mom called a navigation line yeah. to get some help for me. Like she would have never done that, nope. you know? So now here we are in a, in a, in a time where that's changing yes. and that, that gives us hope and, and we are going to keep fighting this fight. And those young people are the ones I feel like are leading us in that charge. Yes. Absolutely. So, you better believe it. The young folks are. We we work with, I don't know if you've heard of Hope Squad. I have not. Uh, Hope Squads were founded in uh, Provo, Utah okay. by a, a wonderful man uh, named uh, Dr. Greg Hudnall. And at the time that he founded uh, Hope Squad, Provo had one of the highest suicide rates. Mm. Very, you know, small town in Utah, and it had a, one of the highest suicide rates. And he was just like, we got to do something about this, right? 
And so he started Hope Squads. And Hope Squads are uh, peer support groups in schools. We go in schools and we help, help the schools uh, start these squads of students who are nominated by their peers to um, form this group, you know, like a, a squad of students who really care about mental health. And the students who are selected, they um, go through training. Some schools run their Hope Squads like a class, and so students get to attend that class. Some schools run their Hope Squads as an after-school program. Either way, they are learning how to um, know what to look for. They're learning what to do if a friend comes to you and says, hey, I'm depressed, mm -hmm. or you know, I've just been thinking about ending my life. You know, what do you do? You connect them. And the main thing we like to, you know, say to people is that we know these students are not counselors, they're not clinicians, but they are the eyes and ears of their school. Yep. Friends, friends talk to friends. Right. They're going to be talking anyway. So why don't we have these squads that tr that they're trained? And, and they are, you know, led by advisors. Mm -hmm. So they do have adults that kind of, you know, manage them, uh, so to speak. Um, but these squads are taking off. Mm. Um, we've increased the number of hope squads that we have um, helped implement in different schools by over 100 percent wow. this last year. Yeah. So we were starting to see more and more schools calling us wanting to start hope squad. So that's great. I think it's so cool that you guys are looking to see what else is going on around the country. And instead yeah. of reinvent, reinventing the wheel, you're saying, Hey, let's, let's partner. Yep. So we can make a difference. And here's what we're doing. If you have any interest in, you know, doing some of this stuff in your area. Yes. That, and I, I, I can see in the future that there's more and more of that happening mm -hmm. because I know in my community, there are some incredible organizations that are doing similar type of work to what the Halliburton foundation is doing. And I've had the privilege of talking to um, a dad in California who's, who has made a movie and has an in-school program um, wow. to, for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And so what I am hopeful is in the next few years is that somehow all of these <laughs> wonderful organizations and individuals can can work together to continue mm. to expand this conversation and make sure it is really reaching all corners of, of the country and the world. Yes, yes. I, I think that that's, that's where we should be headed, mm -hmm. right? I mean, because we have some, we have uh, Mental Health America, Dallas, we have, you know, NAMI, yeah. um, they're here, you know, have, you know, they're national, but here in mm -hmm. Dallas, you know, so we are really committed to working together. Yeah. I mean, th there's never enough, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, that you, you, and, and you have to come together. Yes. I was just at an event a few weeks ago here in Kansas City, and and they were talking about that exact thing. Like, the mental health community is so amazing because we're not competing. Exactly. We're working together, and we all have the same goal, and we don't care how it's accomplished. Mm -hmm. We just want to mm -hmm. make sure that those messages are getting out, that, that people are learning, people are getting educated, people know what to do, and we're preventing teen suicides. 
That's right. And that's that's the goal. Yes. So oh. that is the goal. I think we. I feel like we could talk for hours. So <laughs> yes, we could. This this work is it's it's been around, but I don't see it going anywhere no, anytime soon. I don't either. We I, we tell people all the time, you know, what the pandemic, how the pandemic impacted our children. Like I don't really. Well, I know that we have not even seen the real fallout of that. Yeah. It's it's we we know it's here, yeah. right? It's almost kind of just kind of at the surface level. And I believe as we continue to go through the next years, I mean, we're adults, right? And we see the challenges that we've dealt with that that have the fallout of people losing their jobs, losing homes, you know, as an adult. Yep. Think about the children yep. as they are, you know, continuing to grow over the years. And it's like, what are they facing? What will they be facing five years from now? You know, so the fact that we are all on top of this work of bringing resources to the community, uh, making sure that, you know, that that different communities have access to something they've never had access yes. to yes. or never even felt comfortable talking yes. about. I think we're in a good place. Mm. I think we, you know, as long as we continue to offer hope and support to the community, I I think we're we're in the right place. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about this conference that's coming up. Yeah. When life hands you teenagers. Yes. I am really excited to be attending it. It is on Wednesday, September twenty seventh. Is that right? Yes. Wednesday, September That's 27th. right. Wednesday, September 27th. Um, at the Plano Events Center. Mm-hmm. And it is available for really anyone to attend, right? Yes, anyone. It, each year, anyone can attend. We have parents, obviously teachers, counselors, youth group leaders, really any and i know it's called when life hands you teenagers and which i love that title by the way i've had three teenagers that i've raised so yeah me too yeah could have used could have used this i say that all the time Mm. yeah but we tell um folks when they call that you know it's when life hands you teenagers but we know i mean Think about the preteen years are such tough years that you learn so much even if you have a preteen um, even if you have a a, a a student who is early, you know, in late elementary school, fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade, you're going to learn so much because your kids will eventually be teenagers, yeah. right? And so we just invite people to come out and learn because we have amazing speakers. Um, I love the way we have the conference set up. It's not a breakout session style. There are three keynote speakers, so everyone has access to hear all of the information from each of the keynote speakers. And then this year we are having, um, every year we have what we call Teen Ed Talks. It's our play on the TEDx talk. Um, And so we're going to have three Teen Ed Talks this year, and it's pretty amazing. I I don't want to spoil what 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 the conversation will be but this year's theme is called make your mark and we are every speaker is pretty much talking about or we'll be you know talking about how can you as an adult 
make your mark on the life, the journey that this young person is going through. Like you will, whether you think you will or not, you influence, right? I call I call us all adult influencers. You you will have an impact. So how prepared are you? How how ready are you to to stand your place and take your place? and make a mark in the life of the child that you either work with, live with, you know, have fun with, whatever that is. Um, and so these speakers are coming to talk about topics from suicide prevention to building resilience, what hope looks like, how to use art to really help young minds shape and, you know, uh, one of our, and I just have to say this because one of our teen ed talk speakers, I mean, I just, he came and talked to us to, you know, for us to kind of have a feel of what he was going to speak about. And I was blown away. I mean, we were blown away. But his whole, the notion was that, you know, now with all of the social media and, you know, kids are just into technology. And we've pulled back on just good old fashioned, hands on, you know, all of the things that get the wheels turning and the juices flowing in the brain and just the creativity side. And so helping teach, not just teachers, but parents too, learn and, and really understand how to incorporate art into the lives of their children. And we're not just talking about painting. Right. Art is being creative can come in so many ways. And so we're going to be talking about that and, and kind of showing that in a very active way. Yeah. So our goal is to really help let the, the attendees walk away with tips, tools, takeaways, information that they can actually use when they leave that conference. And I assure you this year they will absolutely do that. It's going to be fantastic. I love that. And the listeners of the Just a Mom podcast know this, but my son, Will, is um, a musician. He's the okay. son that struggles with um, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation. Okay. And when he um, first started his treatment uh, mm -hmm. six years ago, he went to intensive outpatient treatment and for the first time was introduced to the idea of you know, here are some different art mediums and this is very therapeutic. And that's when he started writing music. He had no idea he wanted to write music. And to this day, he still uses that as a coping mechanism, as a way to express no. himself. And so I, I, you are on to something there because um, yes. that, the creativity, the creative side of people is such a, a healthy way to express feelings mm -hmm. and emotions mm -hmm. and to be a, uh, encouraging that I, I high five kudos. Yes. That's, thank that's you. Be great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, you know, Grant also was, um, was an amazing artist. We have our entire office space. The walls are filled with all of his paintings wow. and artwork. And he, I sometimes walking through, I just pause and I'm just drawn in mm. to the message that he was sharing with his paintings. And you can just tell he had such a big heart and he was so thoughtful. And, you know, I wish that I had, you know, had an opportunity to meet him. Um, but I do feel like I know him 
from you know being there in the office every day with his artwork. He's very very creative. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Tell us how people can get registered for this conference and. Do you have people outside of the Metroplex besides me who are who are coming mm-hmm. to the Yes, company? absolutely. Outside of the Metroplex. In fact, um, I want to say two or, two or three of our speakers are coming from outside of the Metroplex. So I hope they will bring followers um, as well. Um, but we do. We have people that come from outside of, um, first of all, Grant Halliburton Foundation, the services that we provide. We cover all of North Texas, which is a large yes, it is. area. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have schools, teachers, people that come from all over North Texas. Mm. They register and they sign up. And the good news is we still have early bird registration. It is, I believe, until the end of August. Okay. Um, you can people can register for early bird. I, th- I believe it's seventy dollars, which is a steal mm-hmm. for a conference of this magnitude. Um, and we do have space available. It is filling up, but we want you to and all of your listeners to please register. Join us if you can. Um, you won't be disappointed. You can go to our website, which is www.grantHalliburton.org/slash. W-L-H-Y-T, when life hands you teenagers. And the registration button is there, and all you have to do is click. And one of the things, um, some school districts, they have to wait. And and so I don't know if you have school districts that are out of town that just may want to know this. We also accept POs so that if, you know, for funds are not available right now, you can submit a purchase order and register Uh, We do a discount for, I believe, uh, 10 or more. If they're coming from a school district, they can register at a a discounted rate as well. But all of that information is on the website. Again, www.granthalliburton.org. And I will put that in the show notes um, so that that people can access that and register for the conference. And I just want to encourage anyone who has the ability to come to this conference to attend it looks like an amazing day. There's more information about the speakers on the website, um, as well as some of the sponsors. Uh, you guys have resource tables, right? Um, yes, we will have vendor table about 25 or so to 25 to 30 vendor tables. Yeah, and the good we we love our the way our vendors because they're inside the room with us and. People can get up and visit the vendor tables. So many of them are offering so many great, um, I don't know, it can be from curriculum, it's parent tools, it's opportunities to learn more about it, you know, inpatient treatment facilities. We have vendors ranging from all different communities. Yeah, so, and I will be there with the Just a Mom podcast. So Yay. I'm very excited about that and just to be able to talk to people who are attending the conference and, and mm-hmm. some of your experts. It's going to be a great day, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, it will. Sonia, is there Thank anything you. that I have not asked you about that you would like to um, talk about before we conclude? I I don't believe so. I mean, I, I think we've covered, you know, why, why we exist why we do the work that we do, why we are so passionate about mental health. Um, I I think that I 
I would want, because I know the foundation will want people to know that, you know, it's normal for teens and young people to feel moody and feel um, anxious even at times. That's that's normal. So we're, we're not saying that that those are things that you need to just be overly concerned about, right? Because that's a part of adolescent development. But we are asking people to take things seriously. If, if you know that your child is acting unlike themselves for a long period of time, don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, sometimes we've heard, you know, parents uh, feel like if I bring up suicide, it's going to put it in their head. It's going to, you know, push them in that direction. And that is absolutely a myth. Right. It is not something that's true. Um, so we encourage parents to ask questions. Um, don't be afraid to talk about it. And more than anything, get help. Yes. Get help. Don't, don't let the stigmas um, in our society or, the, or in your family. Yes. Because trust me, I know, you know, we, we were a family in an African-American community where to have a child walking around with, you know, self-harming cuts on our arm, we got the stares, we got the looks, and it was daunting mm. because folks just did not understand, you know, and they make the, make, you know, just making comments and judgments, and it's so hard to deal with it, but we were committed to staying the course with her and getting her some help, you know? And so we just say, you know, I, I just gave you the um, TAG is our acronym for our suicide prevention program. And so that is the take it seriously, ask questions and get help because we believe that, that it, those are three key components um, because we believe that suicide is preventable um, and we wouldn't do this work if we didn't believe that. Um, and we're not saying that we're going to prevent all of it, but we definitely believe it's preventable. Um, kids just need a place to go. They need a place to, to talk to. And they need to know that it's not just them right. that are struggling. Absolutely. I, you know, I tell parents all the time, if you're struggling, talk to your kids about it. Let them know that it's not just them that's having anxious feelings or that just, you know, you're feeling down, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And then let them know you're getting yourself some help, yeah. you know? So, so just, you know, knowing um, those, those things that we're, we're in a time now where the resources are more available, the, the conversations are more palpable, yes. you know, and I think that we're headed in the right direction or I hope Absolutely. we're headed in the right direction. And I always say, you know, it's if you think, if you at, at all think that there might be something wrong, mm -hmm. it, get some help because you would you would rather be safe than sorry. And yes, yes, you just would rather be safe than sorry. And it's really hard sometimes to distinguish normal, normal teenage behavior and air quotes mm -hmm. to what is really a concern or a crisis. Yes. So. Absolutely. And you know, the uh, national, the suicide crisis line, it used to be a 1-800 number and it is now 988. Right. Um, so it's easier to remember. 
it's so simple to pick up the phone and dial 988 right. and let's let's do yes. it it doesn't matter how big or how small some event is let's get ahead of yes. this let's stay ahead of this so there you have it. And then for those listeners that are here, of course, they can in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area, they can always call our navigation line. Um, that number is 972-525-8181. And again, Monday through Friday from 10 to 6 and be connected to a navigator who would absolutely love to help connect them to resources in the community. I will also put that in the show notes as well. Thank so. you. Thank you, Cece. Thank you, Sonia. This has been a great conversation. Uh, I appreciate your patience with our technical issues that we had at the of beginning. Course. That, of you course. know, hey, I'm all about full transparency here. So <laughs> life happens. That's, life happens. That, this is a part of it, right? Yeah, right. We, we are showing what it looks like to be resilient. That's right. We we stuck That's in right. there. We made it happen. So exactly. Well, exactly. I'm really excited to meet you in. Um, gosh a couple of months from now so thank you again for taking the time to be on the just a mom podcast thank you for having me Susie. if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or ideation please call the national suicide prevention lifeline at 988 If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share this with your friends and anyone you think may find these interviews helpful. Thanks again for listening to Just a Mom.